This special musical journey has been produced for Life Worlds by the vocal artist Monkaya. It is a sonic ode to all the waters of the earth and the rivers that flow. It is also a deep and loving conversation between two dear friends. Monkaya, or Virginia, is a singer-songwriter and composer whose namesake derives of the mountain from her homeland in a vast dry plain in northern Spain. This mountain was a mecca for the Iberian Celts and generations of healers, witches, and spiritual practitioners. For half a decade, Virginia was trained as an engineer and worked developing technology for conflict resolution and peace building in countries at war. Now she's currently based in Mexico City, which was where we met many years ago. And in this specific musical journey, she has woven our words with the sounds of the Rio Magdalena, a powerful estuary that flows through the state of Mexico. And as she stitched it all together with a hauntingly beautiful voice and utterances. This song is also part of a wider movement, an open call for musicians all around the world to create music using water samples gathered by Splice which is a global library of musical resources for artists and creators. The movement is founded with the intent to give voice to water through different sonic universes made available to any artist anywhere. I will ask Wonkai at one point in this conversation how she translates the experience of a whole other life world, that of water itself. She chuckles and with her characteristic clarity and warmth responds, you don't give voice to the waters. You just explore with a pure heart and whatever comes is good enough. So, my friends, the invitation here is to listen to this episode quietly with a spacious heart and let it wash over you. This will be a life world's first and, and a special because our listeners are going to be graced by your voice, your music, and also that of you weaving with a being from the land um, that we'll speak about in just a second. And I also just want to honor um, our friendship and how we met at a time when I was still living in Mexico City. And I remember back then being so enthralled by, by the path that you've woven in your life and you know, you came from this very data, mathematical, engineering mind, uh, working in conflict zones around the world in places like Iraq and Syria and Somalia and peace building. And then you were running impact houses for social entrepreneurs across Mexico, working on some of the most challenging um, issues of the country. And in the last years, I've just watched you morph into this beautifully graceful musician and you've enthralled so many people by really singing on behalf of the earth and on behalf of, of spirit. And so within that context, my dear friend, can you tell us who is this character of Moncaya? Because your name is Virginia, but you sing as Moncaya. Who is she and, and how should we relate to this, um, this musical adventure you'll bring us on as we listen? 
As you've shared, Virginia has many things. However, Moncaya, I feel, is, is one thing, which is the call of the mountain, the call of nature in song. The prayer that Virginia has for all beings to be happy, for all beings to experience beauty within themselves and for themselves and for all. And its tool today is music. In birthing Moncaya, I have found something that is much greater than myself. And it has made me feel so invisible in a very empowering way. Because the strength that I seek and that I find when I am singing, when I am creating, when I am giving uh, energy and fire to this Mongaya archetype is much greater than me. So my job as the artist is to empty this vase that has been filled for many years and decades with stories and identities, expectations, narratives. And so I empty myself of that and something much greater comes in. And that is for me, the creative force that is behind Moncaya the artist. yourself it sounds beautiful and aspirational um, and as a, a very you know humble meditator myself my only reference is via meditation when I hear of emptiness what does it mean to artistically empty yourself you know I, I know many of our listeners are creatives all in their own right and is there any way that you could point towards what that might feel like or be like in order for the music to come through To begin with, to empty oneself for me remains an aspiration and an intention that I intend every time that I make music. What this means is that sometimes I am more successful <laughs> than other times, of course. And indeed, life is this beautiful dance between ego and service. So how do I empty myself? Firstly, as intending through the power of intention. Second is through stillness. I'm a human that requires a lot of stillness. It's like this nectar that I consume. And I find stillness in meditation, as you shared. I find stillness in nature. I find stillness, most of all, in space. 
So creating space and spaciousness in the busy modern life. speak this um, after a day like I had today which was so incredibly back to back it brings such a profound sense of longing because it's like what you're speaking feels true for, for so many humans and it is in that stillness that a note comes which is the song and interestingly for me especially now that I'm back in my home country Switzerland I find stillness in the mountains and Moncaya also was born you're smiling from the mountains, from a little pueblito in northern Spain with less than 100 inhabitants, which is your hometown. How has this hometown, this terrain, this geography, and this mountain that is so present in that landscape uh, shaped you and carved you? Moncayo is a mountain in the north of Spain. It comes from the Latin Montcaunus, which means Monte Canoso. The white-haired mountain. <laughs> it sprouts like, like a mushroom in the middle of a very, very vast plain in the north of Spain before you get into the Pyrenees and all that marvelous land. And so Moncayo has actually a lot of history throughout the ages. In pre-Roman times in Spain, in Iberia, there used to be um, it used to be a mecca for the Celt Iberians. So when the Celts came down from Ireland and so on, they merged with the Iberians, who were the indigenous people of the Iberian Peninsula, and a new people was created called the Celt Iberians. And Moncayo was a very sacred mountain to them. It had a lot of psychedelic plants and master plants, medicinal plants. Um, and so a lot of settlements are, have been found, including in my village, has four archaeological sites. Funnily enough, also villages around Moncayo have been associated with the witchcraft movement and with a lot of witch trials. So it certainly has this uh, mysterious, magical, witchy aura to it. The land that I come from today is experiencing a lot of challenges around environmentally unfriendly agriculture and agricultural, like mass agriculture techniques. When I'm there also, the soil does not feel happy, you know, and, and I can feel that. And there are less and less trees, you know, not in the Moncayo, but in the plains around it. So Moncayo then becomes this even more important oasis 
that remains untouched, a natural park. And I feel it brings a new meaning to what it means to take care of nature in this particular area of Spain with the role that Spain plays when bringing food to other parts of the European Union, you know? So how do we do it in a balanced way that takes care of nature? Moncayo really becomes a teacher of, of how to honor nature and oneself, because oneself is nature. Moncayo becomes a guiding light, something that remains steady and strong like a mountain in a life that has been characterized in my case with a lot of travel, movement, discovery, adventure. So by calling in the spirit and the energy of the mountain into my artist self and my art, I hope to make space and create spaciousness for that ever steady and strong wisdom of the mountain. It's such a such a special way to think about one's self or one's being as inhabiting a human form and body but also having the presence of this mushrooming mountain continents away and also knowing what it's experiencing and how as you said you know the soil feels this like our ability to also know how a land feels right in the same way that you meet your friend in afternoon and you can tell you've had a hard day if we can do it with humans of course we can do it with with beings and other and other expressions of nature has it been habitual for you in your life to intuitively feel the life worlds around you and feel how the other beings are um, and then the second part of that question is transmitting as we'll hear today the uh, voices or sounds of, of a river, of a forest, of, I mean, what is, how does one um, translate with integrity um, the experience of a whole other life world? <laughs> the first question around if I have always had this uh, proximity to, to how a natural world feels. I have grown in the city, and so my quick answer would be no. However, I was educated in such a way where empathy and kindness were at the forefront. And as I grow up, I realize, however, that our society speaks a lot about the benefits and the importance of empathy and kindness. However, we don't really talk as much about how to direct it to, to what, what to direct it towards. And what I mean is, well, okay, empathy, but empathy can be towards oneself, first and foremost, can be towards another human, 
that we may or may not know. And also empathy towards the natural world, other consciousness that are not as relatable from a first glance to other humans. And so this third type of empathy is something that I have intuitively become more and more drawn towards and have prioritized more and more because to not cultivate empathy towards the natural world is almost like having a home but not taking it for granted and not taking care of it and then our house accumulates dust and we never clean it and, and it all of a sudden becomes a hell to live in unfortunately as a collective I think we are ignorantly moving in that direction at unprecedented speeds. And so for me, it becomes of paramount importance to take care of our home, to clean it, to water it, <laughs> water the plants, and to give it love. And how can we give love if we cannot connect to what we want to give love to? How can we take care of something or someone if we cannot cultivate empathy and put ourselves in their position. And so that takes me to the second question you asked about how, how do you sing and put yourself in the, <laughs> in the voice of the waters, for example, as, as we are starting to work on this beautiful project with different musicians all over the world um, in collaboration with uh, Splice, which is one of the major music libraries. Out, out there for creators and producers and they have a lot of sounds of water from all over the world from Mexico to Iceland and they have invited and they are inviting so this is an open call for musicians everywhere to to join this movement to create music with these water samples from all over the world and the intention with capital I because it's not up to us to realize it, it's up to us to place the intention in our hearts, is to give voice to those waters as an exploration. So different musicians will take the same water samples and take it in different directions. And so my answer to your question would be, you don't, you don't give voice to the waters. You just explore from a pure heart and whatever comes is good enough because it was done with a pure intention. Now I cannot claim that I will be giving voice to the waters. <laughs> That's actually so liberating and that advice can probably be applied to many things that we feel we have responsibility for, we have to represent. And thank you for the, the liberation of just set your intention, show up with a pure heart, and know that that is it. Um, you're speaking now about this collaboration, and, and maybe we can move into that. Can you describe who's coming together with what rivers, what sounds? Um, what, 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 is, what is this intention? I'm extremely excited about this particular project because it does not have any other narrative or expectation other than the director of Splice knowing different musicians who all share the same longing to work with nature sounds and samples 
to create beauty through music and sound. And what he did was to invite us to have a series of conversations about what this might look like. So as of now, we are at the very start of this co-creation process. And what we are hoping to create is an EP sound journey of sorts, where you hit play and there's a series of songs and a series of interludes in between songs. So it really feels like one long sound journey that takes you through the minds and hearts and arts of different musicians who, using different samples of water, create very different sonic universes that all pay devotion to the water. Here in Mexico, I've been invited to use samples from Rio Magdalena. In fact, many of the water sounds, if not all, that you're hearing in this episode are from Rio Magdalena. And this sample pack is available for everyone. So as we hear and sit here and, and surrender to this journey, we can also invite this beautiful realization that we can all create music out of any sound in nature. Music is not this thing that comes out of a guitar, but music is everywhere. When we truly realize this, and when we truly see life in this way, we really are elevating ourselves to a much higher vibration. Because then the words that will come from our mouth will also be music. And words are music when they are loving, and when they create expansion, and connection, and healing. Everyone can use these samples and this sample pack. That's the beauty of also the modern world where we can record a waterfall or water in all its forms, rain, and we can add it as musicians to every sound and make a beat like we have here also. And so then the beat is not only the drum kit that is making it, but it's water itself modified using the help of technology. And so we are dancing to the rhythm of water. Rick Rubin says it best. He says, creating art is about creating an environment where you are free to express what you are afraid to express.
That's good. <laughs> that is very good. Oh, that's a call to arms. Everyone has that right. It's a birthright almost. As we listen to this river, these rivers, um, how should people uh, drink in this music? Moving, sitting, should there be an intention as people listen? Is this a prayer for healing? Is this a prayer for the water to move through people? Is, is there a prayer? The prayer and the invitation is that this water energy can help purify and cleanse and run through us. And in order to do that, the invitation is that we listen with a spacious heart. What this means is we can be driving, we can be cooking at home, walking in the park, whatever it is that we're doing, we don't have to be sitting down, not doing anything else. Spaciousness is this ally that is with us all the time if we allow it to. Because this reality is space at its most fundamental level. So we are already space. <laughs> we just sometimes forget. So the invitation is to receive these words and this music with spaciousness. You know how you speak that there's this background, um, constant quality of existence, which is space. It's there, whether we notice or not, whether it's... That's the same with this music that comes from the lands um, right now this river is flowing and making the sound right now all of these tracks that have been recorded those creatures are most likely still doing what they're doing and right now the place where you hiked three years ago and your breath was taken away is still having the rains come through and the clouds move through and the stone erode and all of this life is continuing in its own pace, just like the space, whether we feel it or not. So I love this reminder. Thank you, dear Monkaya. And with that, my dear friend and my dear friends, I hope that you allow these sounds, this music, these creations to work through you and you will know where to find more references as always in the usual places and for now here it is Thank you.
Sin ti nada.